Welcome to the People Data for Good podcast with Al Adamson. Hi, welcome back. I am doing a little special edition here today with a friend, Vanessa Perez. Vanessa, how are you doing? Hey, Al, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Now, you and I have been talking for a couple of weeks now as you have been looking to advance your career. And we've been thinking, gosh, you know, there'd be a wider audience that might benefit from some of these discussions. So if you would, please introduce yourself and uh, what we're going to do here today. Yes, I would love to. Thank you so much for having me here today, Al. Again, hi everyone. My name is Vanessa Perez. I'm a double Bruin. I graduated in UCLA at UCLA with my bachelor's in political science and my master's in public health. I currently do marketing, communications, and research. And as Al said, I am looking to advance my career. And we were talking and it dawned on us that a lot of what we were discussing would be interesting to a broader audience. So we wanted to bring that conversation here today. So I did want to ask a question for you, Al. Um, you know, with coming out of the pandemic and our society recovering from everything that we experienced in the past year, what kind of advice would you have for young people who are looking for a new job or looking to transition their career at this time? Well, uh, there's a lot to that answer because it depends on what type of job, what geography you're in, uh, you know, what your educational background is. So there's a lot of dimensions uh, to have one vanilla answer to that and assume it's going to hit the mark for everybody is, uh, you know, not correct. So I'll just call that out from the get go. That being said, I have a framework that you and I have discussed called the pad framework or personal assessment and development framework. There are 10 dimensions and I'll go through them very quickly. And I will attach uh, to this um, video segment, audio segment uh, in the comments, uh, a link to that uh, instrument, but it's really helps someone understand where they are, where they want to go and in turn how to get there and those 10 dimensions are are this skills skills are just what they are you know technical skills that do work to do a job behaviors behaviors often called are soft skills i don't like that term the term soft skills was named up by some dude or group of dudes someplace <laughs> that wanted to belittle these behavioral qualities that show up in women more than men in many cases but they're extremely important they determine success in a role you can have great skills but if you're not going to come in and be a good team player a good contributor then it's not going to work out for you Third one, experience, pretty self-explanatory. Fourth one, education slash knowledge. Education is formal, knowledge is informal. So how are you going to tell the world that you have this informal knowledge, read books, articles, videos, things like that aren't, that aren't captured in most systems? Uh, formal education are degrees and certificates and so forth. And we'll come back to that in this discussion, I'm sure. Uh, fifth is contribution slash accomplishments. Now, many job descriptions say, what am I responsible for? This is what you're going to be responsible for. Personally, I can care less. I'm really what you're going to contribute, what you're going to accomplish. Contribute as part of a team, accomplish individually. And that can go back in history too. So elevating what you have actually done is really important. Number six is activities. How do you actually spend your time 
to actually do those things that you are showing off, those things that you've accomplished and contributed to. How people spend their time is a blind spot for many. It's like, okay, can I be more efficient and effective given this scarce thing called time we have in our lives? It's really, really important and talks about this notion of capacity. Number seven, relationships. So do you have the relationships to get where you want to go? Now, you and I both grew up in East Los Angeles County. And we did not have uh, parents, at least I didn't in my generation that went to college that had these, uh, you know, jobs. So we had to go off to school, develop new relationships in other communities to achieve these or get these doors open. And sometimes, you know, that's exactly what we have to do. We have to get out of our comfort zone go nurture relationships that we might not otherwise have. We can't just sit at home and hope, you know, the right person and the right uh, set of circumstances comes along. The um, eighth one is really about passion, purpose, your intention. What do you want? And so many young people get tied up with this question. It's like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I want yet. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing sober up, you got to make a decision, you just got to go for it. And you can vary off that you can just but you have to go. You can't wait for this epiphany one morning and say, Okay, this is what I'm going to do. That's not how life works. You got to scratch, you got to claw, you got to chop wood, you got to just do stuff. And then you learn. And then you veer off those courses that you create for yourself. Now, it doesn't mean you just go off and do anything, but really be intentional there and aligned with where your energy and intentions are. The, the last two are more basic. Um, the seventh or I'm sorry, the uh, ninth one is compensation or financial. How much money do you want or need to make? And the last one is benefits slash wellness. So healthcare, yes, but really, are you willing to commute two hours each way for a job, you know, really putting boundaries out so you're taking care of yourself. So those 10 dimensions really help, in my view, in my experience, help young people think about where they are, where they want to go, and in turn, develop a plan, whether it be relationships, getting uh, certificates, um, developing new skills, working on certain behaviors, you know, whatever the case is, helps them think about how to take the next step. So there's more to unpack there, but that's you know really what I'd recommend somebody start. Absolutely. And I'll just say I absolutely uh, resonate with the passion piece, because I think that's something that people, a lot of young people like me, who it can be very paralyzing just trying to figure out what exactly it is that you want to do and what is that one thing that you want to do for the rest of your life. I think it um, it's such good advice to just make a decision, go with it, put your heart and soul into it. And if it doesn't work out, then you know, you take a new path or you turn to a different direction. So I think that's really valuable advice and important advice. So you don't get kind of stuck in that headspace of figuring out what is that one thing that I really want to do. Yeah, let me comment on that real quick, because you used, uh, you know, you and I, have, I believe, talked about this is uh, I cite a Chinese proverb quite often, the beginning of wisdom is calling things by their right names. Mm -hmm. And so I don't give advice. It's not what I do. Um, advice or feedback for that matter, in my view, comes from a knowing place. I don't know people. I, I, I try and discover by staying in curiosity, 
by staying in compassionate curiosity, asking questions, learning, and then in turn offering ideas. It's something that I call OQIs, observations, questions, and ideas, because I believe people fundamentally, they want to be seen, they want to be heard, and they want to be empowered. They don't want to be invisible, they don't want to be ignored, and they don't want to be told what to do, particularly if they're intelligent, you know, um, intentional people who want to do great things in the world. So my job is to observe again stay in curiosity and offer ideas i'm not offering advice here so with that said um something else i want to pick up on real quick is that the idea that anybody listening is going to have one job one career for the next 50 60 years of their lives is not going to happen if it happens it's going to be miraculous i mean not just short of miraculous it is going to be miraculous the world is changing when i was in college we were saying that i was told that the job that you're going to have in the future hasn't been created yet you know what they're right you know i i run a company called pafau people Island's future of work this did not exist 35 years ago when I started university or actually more than that, but I'm not going to say, <laughs> but, but, but you get the idea is that you have to go, you go, you learn, you create, you get better, you learn new things and you, you, you discover. So developing one's career, in my view, is an adventure. Yeah, journey, all these cliches. But when you look at it like something that I'm setting out on this trek, and I'm going to mm -hmm. discover some cool, cool new stuff, new animals, new plants, I'm going to have to survive, I'm going to have to struggle, I'm going to meet cool people along the way are going to help me, I'm going to meet some a holes along the way are going to try and challenge me, you know, it's going to be a, you know, track, you know, it's going to trek, <laughs> you know, so really embracing, um, there's a saying, uh, life is a struggle, therefore, let us celebrate the struggle. And that's really what I encourage young people to do is just, you know, get in the game and, and get after it. So I'll stop there, let, let you ask another question. <laughs> Okay. I, I will say, I think that does sound great though. I think it takes a lot of pressure off of me when I think about it like that as an adventure, you know, because it makes me think, you know, I want to have fun with it. I want to enjoy it. It's because we're not going to have all the answers in the beginning. Absolutely not in anything in life. So I like that observation. Yeah. <laughs> so, so once, once somebody completes this pad framework, what would you do in the next steps to help them on their career pathway to help them figure out what exactly they should be doing next? Good question, because we can talk about frameworks, we can talk about, you know, how you should perceive the you know, trek and journey ahead of you. But there's some tangible things that you have to do. And if you're going to be in the knowledge economy, if you're going to be a knowledge worker, then you have to have a LinkedIn profile and you have to have it update. And it has to reflect not only what you've done, but it has to reflect what you intend to do. So mm -hmm. I keep using this word intention and there, uh, Wayne Dyer wrote a book called The Power of Intention. And the way you use language, the way you use video images, uh, you know, how you structure your experiences, whether it be internships, projects in school, uh, jobs that you've had, is really going to create the impression for recruiters and hiring managers to say, hey, this is a person who 
really has themselves together, who's focused, who really wants to do something good in the world. And by the way, that something good is aligned with the mission of my team and my organization. Therefore, I'm going to want to reach out to them and explore them for a position. If someone goes and sees, okay, they have a degree in this, but there's not much else here. There's not been a whole lot of effort. I mean, that shows something just by the fact that the effort was not put in. So as much as I hate to say it is that, yeah, you people spend time on a resume. We're now in 2021, your LinkedIn profile in most cases is more important than your resume. So do you need a resume? Uh, yeah, you actually do. But as you know, because you and I have done it, you can actually export your LinkedIn profile into the form of a resume and you can use that. So and that's going to be done whether or not you like it or not, given the nature of user rights uh, for uh, LinkedIn. So you know, being really conscious of your public persona professional persona that is specifically and managing that is certainly a step one and real quick a step two is then you know having exploratory conversations informational interviews and applying for jobs um, you know the idea that okay there's three or four companies that I really want to work with and I'm only going to apply to those and I'm you know it then you're not going to learn. It's really, as much as I hate to say it, in most cases, a numbers game. So you really have to get out there and you got to plug away. You're going to get a lot of no's. There's going to have to be resiliency. And I will sneak in one quick story. I mean, I am sitting in this chair today in this position because I made one more call. I made one more call. I had called uh, Eric Severson, who uh, became the CHRO at Gap Inc. in the early 2000s. He was the chief of staff. Uh, the CHRO, Evis H. Gavin at the time. And I, we had had a discussion and it was great. And then I emailed him and I called him and I didn't get a call back. I called him again, didn't get a call back. And I called him again, didn't get a call back. I don't know how many times, but I said, you know what? I'm going to call one more time. That one more time he picked up and I ended up having a job, you know, within a few months after consulting to them for, um, close to a year. So it was that one more call. So it takes persistence, it takes tenacity. And so you can't just expect things to just fall into your lap. It's going to, it's going to take some work. Well, that was amazing. Thank you so much, Al. So is there any way that those who are interested in learning more about the work that you're doing can find you? Yeah, absolutely. You can follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, that's probably the easiest way or Twitter, Instagram. Um, and I, you can follow Pafow, P-A-F-O-W, which stands for People on Link's Future of Work. We're at pafow.net and we're on most uh, social media platforms. We have LinkedIn company page. It's a good uh, place to start. We also have a community app. So if you go to the app store, Google Play, you can download the Pafau app and see a bunch of podcasts and video content that we've created over the years and that we'll, con we'll continue to create. But uh, we have things for everybody, hopefully, knock on, on wood, uh, including uh, those who want to develop their career, the TAD framework, the PAD framework, um, and other I tools and ideas like this. But you know, before we wrap up here, Vanessa, I want to say that it's been an honor and a pleasure uh, working with you over these last you know few weeks. And you know, thank you for being open to having this discussion uh, with me because I know in you being a representative of a generation, I know that's a big. 
<laughs> a big thing to put on you in, in this forum, but it, it did dawn on me and I think both of us that, you know, there are so many who are struggling to find uh, direction. Mm -hmm. And where I want to land with this is that during the pandemic, the power went to the employers and people just wanted to hold on to their jobs. And now as we come out of the pandemic, the power is shifting to the workers and the what I call high value talent and they have options and you have to be really clear on what you want, what your boundaries are, what you're willing to put up with in terms of commute distance, salary and all that. And where I want to you know, again land with this is that young people are more powerful than they know. And I really want to encourage young people to embrace their power, to say, hey, I am worth something and advocate for themselves and surround themselves by others who are advocates of them personally, as well as professionally. It does take a tribe. It, it's cliche, but you know, create a personal board of directors, friends, family, uh, you know, those who may be adjacent who have more an objective view to help provide a lens on who you are in the world professionally, and some ideas, not advice, ideas on how not only to get you where you want to go, but in some cases, just formulate the idea of where you want to go. So again, embrace your power, build a tribe and enjoy the trek. Thank you so much, Al. This is seriously a lot of great stuff. I really hope everybody can take something away from this video, from this conversation. I really encourage everyone to go check out Al's work. I know that the tools that he's created have already helped me immensely in my career search. So I want to personally thank you again so much for your mentorship and your friendship, Al. I appreciate you. And I hope everyone, again, go check out Al's work and remember to own your power. <laughs> Thanks, Vanessa. <laughs> You're awesome. Appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you, Al. All right. Be well. I see you. Okay. You too. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for joining the People Data for Good podcast with Al Adamson. To find other podcasts, videos, upcoming events, and to join the People Data for Good movement, please visit us at pafau.net.